Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Monday, June 12th. And you know what we do on Mondays? It's Mondays with McCool. James McCool, the co author with me on the theory of daily fantasy sports, 15 hour audio DFS masterclass, as well as the advanced player's guide with James's custom Excel tools that I do use uh, every day. That I that I played DFS, including MMA this past past week, where it's 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 not gonna go very good for me when the three highest owned fighters are optimal on a 11 fight slate. But whatever, whatever. I predicted the dupes and uh didn't play lineups that were duped. And if you played a dupe lineup, you may have done well. But whatever, it is what it is. Good morning to the YouTube chat, Wataz. DFS Voodoo, DFX, Suki Singh. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Give me those thummy thumbs. Help us out here in the morning for your free content, some unstructured learning. And James, you were in my Twitter DMs over the weekend. In the lab. You were in your lab working on stuff. And all the talk of the industry now is is contest-level simulations. But I think people don't understand that the hardest part of that process, like that, that is like, it sounds, it sounds easy. Oh, all we have to do is build a whole set of lineups that look like my opponent's lineups and then run my lineups against it. 
James, how come uh, recreating what the field is going to play on a lineup level, not just ownership, not just, oh, okay, 40% play this guy. Mm-hmm. What, why is, uh, why is the, the key factor and the key difficulty in, let's say you had even a small field contest, like the 121, 400 mm-hmm. entries or something. Why is it so difficult to say, oh, well, I, I could, I could, I could recreate, I could reverse engineer before the slate. What lineups are going to be in the contest? There's okay. So there are a lot of things that are really difficult about it that um, I think are getting really blown over. And so it's pretty important that I think we all talk about this. Uh, I know that you have talked to Neil on the theory DFS podcast about this. Um, and I know that there are some other people in the industry who actually do have knowledge of this kind of stuff. And I'm going to put in my words here now as well. Um, <clears throat> so when you are putting together and simulating a field for a contest, the reason why you can't just put together lineups that look like what you think the field is going to create is because you cannot think the same way as what other people are going to be doing, even based on ownership projections. Like that's the core basis issue. So, so hold on, um, hold on. Like I could go to, like if I went to today's slate, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna play the the dumb guy. Okay, do you mind? Right. I'm gonna play like the oh oh oh. I can make the field right. Yeah, I take a look and I see I see. I look at the bat projections. I, I'm just gonna sort by ownership. I'm gonna see James Paxton 51 percent owned, Eflin 28, Lazardo 22, Logan Webb 21. I'm gonna go to the hitter tab. And I'm like, oh, look, Boston in uh, in Colorado with a six total, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and you're going to take a look, 18% on this guy, Endeavors and Turner. And I maybe maybe like 15% of the stacks are going to be like Boston stacks. Why can't I just go in and just like, as long as like, well, if 15% are going to be Boston stacks, I just, mm-hmm. I just go and I make like five-man stacks. Right, mm-hmm. our form, even four. Some people may play four man. I was gonna say you're you, you're already running into the big issue here. Right, right, and yeah, then exactly. why can't I just out of those fifty two percent are are Paxton and and twenty eight percent are mm-hmm. Lazard? Why can't I just put in those numbers as if they were like exposures and then like press like the the three hundred button, give me three hundred builds, and mm-hmm. why can't they do it that way? Uh, well, because you have absolutely no idea how those combinations are going to come out. You have no clue. One, let, let's just take, let's just take from the highest level. All right. From the highest input that you can have that 52% packs. All right. So if you want to create with 52% of the field being Paxton, one, uh, okay. So who does he fit best with? And then you probably have to go run lock in James Paxton. And then go run a hundred lineups and see who comes out with James Paxton, right? And then you're gonna see, okay, so that's why I'm getting a lot of Colorado because Colorado's cheap. Okay, cool. So then, okay, you just ran with James Paxton, and now you know that he's kind of gonna be combined with some Colorado, maybe some Boston mixed in there, maybe a little bit of uh, Kansas City if they're cheap or whatever, because Paxton is 9.3k. You're still gonna need some salary stuff. So then you have to think, all right. What size of those stacks are going to be? I can't just, can I just run all five man stacks? Absolutely not, because the field is not going to be all five man stacks. So you mean, then, the, you mean the field doesn't, you mean the field doesn't play optimally? 
No, no. See, field doesn't stack I, five man. All the stack, it's like nope. but, and so even in the one twenty-one. How many of your stacks have to be five-man stacks? Oh, now you have to go back and you have to historically study how many of the lineups in the 121 are historically five-man stacks. Oh, so 45% of the 121 is about five-man stacks, and then 30% is four-man stacks, and then another 20% is a four-one-one-one. And look at these. We have some lineups in here that are just two one 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 one. So I have to include some of those lineups as well. The amount of constraints that you would have to put into this optimizer in order to try to recreate a field in a way that makes sense is staggering. Like the the granularity of it would be impossible. Well, so, well can't I can't I come close? You can probably come kind of close. Like, but what, what 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 is close? See the thing is what is close enough because right because let's say let's say you did something like that. I'm like, okay, you, you get a little bit granular. You, are you going to make 300 lineups? Maybe maybe you use lineup HQ to make multiple sets. So you go, okay, out of these, let's say there's a thousand lineups in the contest that you're playing. You're playing the twelve dollar single entry or something like that. And you go, okay, I think there'll be fifteen percent Boston stacks, mm -hmm. and many of them having James Paxton. Like, if that's 15%, that's 150 out of a 1,000 lineups. So I'm just going to go and use lineup HQ to make just those lineups. Just just give me 100% Boston stacks. And then out of the 150, like, maybe 60% are five-man, 30% are four-man, 10% are three-man yep. or less. Like, maybe you get – and you just do it piece by piece and just go – how many lineups are going to be of this stack? How many of lineups are going to be that stack? And then you try to get the pitchers right to some extent, right? 52% Paxton and 28% Eflin and all these numbers. Uh, and you piece together like that. Now, I know that some of like the 5X stacks that have three one-offs, like what exact three players are they going to be? Now, there'd be more, some more likely than others, but not like, you're not going to be perfect. But if you just did that step by step. Yeah. And if like, I just want I just want to make make a point that if you did that even step by step like that and you combine them all again all all together with a thousand lineups and then you did that entire process again. Like you just like started from scratch and tried to make those thousand lineups. Yep. The differences between the thousand that you made the first time and the thousand that made the second time you may have the similar percentages right, but if you took that thousand and and, and simulated that contest, mm -hmm. and took this thousand and simulated that contest, you may see discrepancies where where certain lineups are have an eighteen percent ROI in one, and then have a negative twenty two percent ROI in the second one, even though yeah. like you did the you like I made them the exact same way. It's like well, it just so happens in the second way that you did it that you went through it just so happens that that this one off and this picture just combine together a little too much which makes their relative value lower which means they're going to be less roi in one while even though they're the same owned in the second thousand set the combination of the two barely exists and their range of outcomes separately gives them 
increased relative value because combinatorically they just don't <clears throat> exist together as much. Like, like exactly. you understand, like I just want to highlight how ridiculous like the margins of error mm-hmm. on doing this are like like enough that like number one, I mean, the first margin of error, James, is the actual ownership. Yep. James Jackson, 52% yep. own. If we haven't projected for 52% own and he comes in at 45% own. Yeah, what contest are you playing, right? Because in the 121, he's going to be 15% higher than that. In the 15, he's going to be 10% lower than that. But let's say you're doing ownership for the exact contest. But let's let's say it's a thousand-person contest and you're off by 7%. Well, that's 70 lineups that you're off. Like, it's not like seven doesn't sound a lot, but like, if you're off by 5%, that's 50 lineups. And now, now imagine you're trying to recreate a 30,000 lineup field. Like, you're off, yep. you're off by 1,500 lineups yep. in some direction that recreate you're not a accounting for. Re- right. So, it's, so, like, what if, if even if you were to have a tool that ran. Mm-hmm simulations of your projections even if you ran Monte Carlos without co- correlation or anything like the the output that you could get from depending on how you recreate the field could be dramatically different from now, one to I the other just back. from the sake of just combinatorics I want to go back to what you were talking about with those differences between one set of a thousand lineups and a second set of a thousand lineups you can think of that as the first one being one simulation of the contest and the second one being a second simulation of the contest. You can think of it that way because even though the ownerships are the same, the lineup combinations might be different day to day. Remember, we're simulating this contest, not necessarily these lineups. And this is going to be the second point that I get to. But we're simulating this contest field and these ownerships and these expected values. So you're, if you... I've been simulating the 15 just to just to test things out. I mean, and, you, you've you've been you've been trying to recreate the 15 and then simulating it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, so what what happens is if you have the ownerships and you have the lineups that you want to create, the other key issue outside of trying to get the ownerships right is then trying to understand the random variation between each different run of the contest because the lineups day to day if you were to rerun with these lineups and these different combinations and these different players the lineups in the contest would not be the same if you were to take this exact same projection set today and you were to redo it tomorrow the lineups would not be the same in the 15 because the permutations and the combinations are so vast you would still, even with these ownerships, you would still end up with a different lineup set, a different field. So that that thousand lineup first, even with the same ownership projections, if you have James Paxton and say uh, Raphael Devers, let's just take those two players, even at the same ownerships in one day of contest, in one simulation of the contest, they could be in 30% of lineups together. And then in the next one, they could be in 17% of lineups or 47% of lineups together because of just a random variation of how the field is building out lineups. So those two differences mean that when you are building out lineups for the contest, you cannot use the same lineups to simulate the contest over and over and over again because the variation. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can, but 
you, but it won't be a I mean, the accuracy of what you're recreating in the field is, I mean, you could do that if you're like, you could do that, James, if you had a time machine mm-hmm. and went till tomorrow and fig and found out exactly what lineups were in the contest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you obviously could. So the closer you get to that, mm-hmm. like the better, I mean, that that's what you would be back testing against. So like, mm-hmm. even if you're going to be using a blunt methodology, such as using lineup HQ to try to recreate a field of lineups. Like you should be basically comparing that to actual the next and go, was it, was it real? Was, were there really 15% Boston stacks? What were right. like, even if you use the theory of DFS, like portfolio correlation matrix and go, you know, what, what were the correlations between one player to the other? And like, how off were you on that? Like that in and of itself is better than blindly going in mm-hmm. and, Saying like whatever I create the first run is that that's what it is, and then secondly, I think it would be I think what what you're what maybe you're trying to say is that even the act of recreating the field should be done in as as a as a larger sample size as like go go if I'm going to recreate the 121 so like, that's why like smaller fields are a little bit easier because yeah. there's less lineups. And I'm going to go in, I'm going to build 400 lineups that I think are going to be representative of the 121. Build that, and then build that like 10 times. Yep. Right, and then run or, each of those 10 times. I am doing it 5,000 times in my simulation. Oh, so you're, okay, hold on. You're recreate. you're trying to recreate the field 5,000 times. Yes. How are you, how are you doing that? <laughs> in a really cool way. So uh, the way that I'm are, doing Are you it, allowed to say your cool way? Uh, I can, I can talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, so the, you, you, you used it in the DMs. You use some like fancy language that I'm not even, I, I don't, it's pat, it's yeah, above but, my pay grade. I, I, so, I talked about vectoring and I'm like my, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with this. So here's, here's kind of the idea of what I'm doing. Um, and yes, there is going to be a, a Sims tool like Scotastic over at Pater, but I, it's not quite ready yet. I need to nail down some other constraints. Um, what I am doing is I am taking the field, I'm taking the projections, entering in a projection set, and then entering in whatever amount of optimal lineups I take. Right now, I'm just using Roto-Grinders lineup HQ, taking the HQ projections, I'm optimizing five lineups, and then I'm entering that in as a field of the flagship contest. Um, what I'm doing before that is I'm creating a, a set of vectorized seed lineups, a gigantic data, data frame. Um, I'm simulating 10 million lineups 10 times and creating 100 million lineups to pull from that are valid that I can use as seed lineups for each different contest simulation that I'm running. And then I'm pulling from those 100 million lineups 5,000 times so that I can recreate the contest 5,000 times using seed lineups that are appropriate for the contest. How are you you choosing from that seed lineup set? I'm using a strength variable that, like... Yeah, it's really really cool. So, I mean, what, using... what, what what do you mean by a strength? It, I mean, how how are you determining which ones are more likely to be played than others? Because I, I would oh, I would guess that that ownership. you're building all those lineups and then depending on ownership numbers and projection numbers, mm-hmm. you're you're like like the likelihood the like like this is all based on probability. So the likelihood, like for instance, if I ran. Let's say these are the bad projections. So like the optimal without any correlation or anything is 110.79 at 172% ownership. Like 
the likelihood of, of, of in whatever contest you're playing, let's just say the 121 of a lineup mm-hmm. that has a projection of 60 being played is very, very, very low, right? right? The same way that a lineup that only has like 8% total ownership or something, very, very, very they're valid lineups. They're also valid lineups that have, you know, five-man stacks. They're also valid, li- I mean, that have construction types that are more likely to be played, but because of the projection and the ownership, the likelihood of that being chosen, that that actually being played is very low. Yet right. lineups that are with it, if you if you told me there there's a lineup that is 104 points in projection that contains at least four players from one team, mm-hmm. like a lineup that looks like that is way higher probabilistically mm-hmm. going to be played, regardless of the exact people in the lineup than than the other lineup. So like right. I would rather like if I that to me that's how I, I would I would I would define the strength. Now me and you yeah. have not talked at all. Is this something am I close to what you're looking to do? Kind of. Um I can't talk like super in depth on how I'm doing it, but I I can you say just that say I'm you're doing it randomly and pretending it's a real process. Right. It, it's all random. Yeah. Complete random variation. Well some people um, think that they think they see a black box and they go, I don't know how this works. Yeah, so they just have to think that it's random. Right. Um, I am using some of the logic that we developed in Theory DFS to make sure that lineups are created. I'm using the dupe checker, some of the dupe checker process to make sure that we're creating and initializing seed lineups, u- utilizing ownership. So lineups that we are pretty sure will be utilized are entered in the seed field first, and then we're backfilling based on ownership and projection. I have a different variable that I'm using to uh, define lineups that are likely to be used based on a probabilistic basis. And the, the strength variable that I'm using is actually based on strength of field. So uh, in the initialization of the seed lineups, what I'm doing is create is utilizing the strength of field variable to kind of like weed out players that are more likely to be used than others. Um, and then starting with that. So we don't actually ever end up with like, like there will be some lineups that are uh, significantly lower projected, but like I, I did just in a in a sim of of five hundred of a contest. the The lowest projected winner of any of the contests that I ran was projected at, and this is for one. This is for yesterday. I'm still simulating yesterday. So the top optimal yesterday was like one twenty two point eight or something like that. The lowest projected lineup that I had that won a GPP yesterday in my simulations was 107. So we're not really dipping too much farther below what the optimal is going to be. And significant a significant portion of the lineups in there are actually projected well and do have ownership and are valid lineups. So the strength of the field variable is actually something that users are going to be able to utilize in when they're creating things. So like if you wanted to simulate the 121, you could create a stronger field. And if you wanted to simulate 15, you could create a weaker field and see like how your lineups would create against that. Because I think that's kind of the other thing here that we didn't talk about when we were talking about um, trying to recreate the field with your lineups. You, Jordan, as a good player, it will be hard for you to create bad lineups. Like in your head- I think the better way to put it is accurate bad lineups. Accurate bad lineups. Like right. I get, I get. If you told me that ten percent of the field did not stack, did not stack at all, which means are simply one-off eight one-off lineups, right? Like, 
yeah, I, I could create 10% of lineups that look like that. Like, what exact combination of eight players? Good luck to you on how many how many of those are available, right? So, like, other, like, I can't accurately make that, those. The other side of that is you, Jordan, as a good player, you can create bad lineups, but not as accurately. A bad player cannot create your lineups. They can't. Like, when we talk about how how players who are – even even in the intermediate level, trying to recreate the field and saying, oh, well, I'm going to try to recreate the top 5% player lineups completely out the window. Like, they just think that it's just optimals and that there's nothing else included in that. And that's well, I mean, the, ty- the type of people, the type of players that would even go about trying to recreate a field for simulations are probably not bad players to begin with because they, they look at all of this. They're watching right. this show, right? If you're a bad player out there, hi. We're glad, glad to see you. Glad to see you today or whatever. Thanks for being in your, in our contests. But I'm assuming bad people, the players that are, are not adept or losing players at DFS are, are watching the show going, why, why are you talking about all this gobbledygook? Can we just talk about sports? Right. But I mean, when we're talking about creating a field, it's important to understand that like both of those extremes exist. And that's one of the issues with like, say that somebody buys that Scotastic package and they're like, yeah, I'm going to try to recreate the field. And like this person is playing $4 per day. And for some reason, spending $180 on a package to send out contests. And then they try to recreate the contest. It's like, they're dead in the water. I, like they were dead in well, the water. They're not dead in the, in the water. Place. I mean, they can't be any worse than they were before, right? They were dead in the water in the first place. But like trying for them to try to recreate the field is like, it's completely above what they're going to be able to do. And that's an important point to make when you're trying to recreate contests is that if you are on either side of the extremes, it is harder for you to recreate the other extreme. Well, I think it's also hard. I think same could be said with tools like lineup HQ. I, I, I would posit that more than half of people that subscribe to Roto Grinders, which I would suggest you get a tool like Lineup HQ, you get our projections and everything. Click on that link in the description, get ten dollars off your first month. I think I, I would I would say that more than half the people that actually use Lineup HQ don't 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 even really know what they're doing. Oh, I agree. Like they think they know what they're doing, they don't really know what they're doing. That they're going to get clumping problems. They're going to get. I mean. Dude, I've seen people. I've, I've, I take emails all the time. So feel free to email. Email in your questions, questions at theoryofdfs.com. I do coaching sessions as part of uh, uh, the, the Roto-Grinders Discord if you're a premium member. But I not as much anymore. But, I mean, I I, I would get stuff of, like, someone showing me their, their, their lineup HQ process, like filming it for, you know, like the, recording the screen for eight minutes. And I would look to see what they do, and I'd go, what are you doing? Like they're built. I mean, they're just like, they're building lineups that I'm not even talking about like baseball. I'm just like football lineups. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's like, like, dude, you're like, some people are just like playing like lineups that are literally going to be duplicated in a large field contest. And then some people that are playing lineups that are so contrarian that like, even if these lineups are plus EV, like how big is your bankroll? To survive, yeah. like, 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 how much, how much portfolio, like, such high variance portfolios, and they go, well, I'm taking a stand here, and I'm taking a stand there, and I'm doing this there, I'm, I'm, I, or, or people, I, I, I get this, uh, this was in the past, more, more likely, of, uh, like, on this slate that we have right now, going, 
I want to make, uh, I, I'm trying to make, I want, I want 60% Eflin and I want 80% Logan Webb. And I also want uh, uh, half, half my stacks to be at least Philly stacks. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and how come, how come lining HQ is only giving me like 10% of Eflin and only 12% of the Philadelphia stacks. And I'm like, like, it's because of math. Like <laughs> you can't, you can't have two 10 K plus pitchers and a 25 K plus stack in many, many lineups. Like it just simply can't mathematics. It goes over the salary. Like you don't even, you don't realize that like what you're, what you're doing there. Like, like what, what, why am I getting so much of this guy with that guy? It's like, mm-hmm. Well, in order to play the, this a lot of this expensive guy, you need this cheap guy in your lineup. Like it's just simple math stuffs, and then they try to finagle with the uh, you know min max exposures. And then you look at their lineup set as a whole, and what ends up happening most of the time is that they do get plenty of plus EV lineups, but half yes. of them are bad. But like what ends up happening is that the middle range. Of their set, like they're building, uh, they're playing the mini max and playing 150 lineups, and I'm like, your middle, like your middle 80 are fine, right? Your middle 80 are fine, but your 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 top, your top 40, you know, 35 or 40, and bottom 35 or 40, are like the combination, like too much, too much is coming together at once. It's like, yeah, like you have a lot of the similar lineups in the top 20, and a lot of similar lineups in the bottom 20, and one projects too low and one is way too high owned and the middle yep. ones are fine. It, and it's that, cl- that clumping effect of not understanding how like lineup builders work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing to me. It's the same thing with any tool, with yep. any, with anything that you look at with dude, let's go even back even further. There's still people out there. I know maybe they're, maybe you're not watching this show. And if you are, hello, I'll, I'll wave again to the, to the stupid people. Dude, James, there are people that still don't realize that the fantasy points column in a projection is a median. Yeah, I know. Right? James Paxton, 22.92 median, which means if he, he scores 14 points, that means just take all the projections and throw them out. Right? I mean, like, like, oh, he was, you told me he was going to score 22 points. Well, I said, no, as I said, he's a 50% chance of scoring at least 22 points. That's, that's what that number means. Doesn't mean that it, it's going to happen. Uh, Jesus Lazardo, seventeen points. If he doesn't score seventeen points, it's like no, that's not what the number means. That's not what it means. It actually is a mean. It means a mean. Ah. It's a mean. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, with all the stuff that you're talking about, it's like like I don't even want to bucket like well, bad players like bad players. Don't, I mean, we don't have to worry about them. To me, to me, it's more about gaining more equity from the sharper players so if we if we could if we could figure that 20 25 of our field like james what about this let's say we don't try to recreate the bad lines let's say we just try to recreate the good lines mm-hmm. and just go can we have what will there be usefulness in a contest level based simulation of let's say that's a thousand lineups in the contest and you know 250 of them are going to be garbage right so I don't even bother with those 250. I just make 750 lineups that I think that me and other decent players will will build. Yeah. And then based on that 750 person contest, go which lineups are better than the others. 
I don't exactly. think there's anything. And then I don't even bother like those those lineups that have the one percent on this guy and the five percent mm-hmm. on stack and like that are barely going to be represented by the good players. Like I just don't even bother making. That's kind of what I'm doing with these sims, um, because it's like I said, it's hard to to create bad lineups. Um, I mean, and- I, I, I just it's it's hard to cre- recreate any. I mean, dude, no, no, this, no, but specifically, this is, but specifically, it's extremely difficult. Specifically, when when creating bad lineups, it's a waste of of computing power. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like it's it's not only are you like kind of throwing darts at a dartboard, but like you're wasting the strength of your arm when you could be utilizing that to try to hit bullseyes. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to this computing power, the the time that it takes me. So for me to create these these tens of millions of lineups. This entire simulation process to simulate the 15, 5,000 times takes me about 10 minutes. That's a full sim of the contest. What, what, um, what are you using? I mean, this is obviously not Excel. No, it's Python. It's Python. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I just want to make it clear that, like, this, this isn't going to be a thing that we could release as part of Theory no, of DFS. No, absolutely not. No. I mean, we can. Um, I mean, you just have to, you have to know how to set up Python on your computer. I mean, the, Stuff be beyond people's skill levels. Yeah, yeah. This this would be something. Yeah, no. Um, could you uh, imagine? Could would you be able to do anything anywhere close to useful in Excel? Now's the time to save thirty percent on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. No. no, no I mean, we, we, have a, we have a 10 lineup simulator in... in Which in, is basically in just a, a light version of what Scotastic put out, by the way. Um, without yeah. without some of the bells and whistles. Like, if you want to get an idea of what Scotastic Sim process does, you can go by Theory DFS and and have the 10 lineup simulator there. Uh, but I digress. Um, with this process, like, I, with it taking 10 minutes, if I were to include a large enough portion of lineups to hit on those, like, dead lineups, basically, like that 25% of the field that's just shot, uh, it would, we're, we're talking like a 25, 30 minute process, I would think. Like it, it becomes exponential to try and include those really bad lineups because while I am like utilizing some random variation in here, <laughs> to, to be that random is actually hard. It's it's actually hard to put together lineups that that, that suck that bad. So um, you would have, I, you would have to assume, that, that, James, you would have to assume that MLB may actually be easier than other sports due to the prevalence of the field to at least play correlate correlated lineups. And I would think that trying to do this in NBA, especially no, NBA easy. NBA is easy. I did this. In well, NBA, well, okay. Okay. Well, I, I would agree with you that NBA would be easier because the, the, the probability of lineups being closer to, to optimal mm-hmm. median is much higher. Yeah. But Secondly, I mean, like, dude, like, six forty-five. This guy's out. Seven fifty. Yeah, like, like yeah. all of that. Like, good luck. Good luck running your stuff again. Good luck, dude. The yeah, ownership's not in the, 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 the lineups. But it's, imagine 
going, I'm going to recreate the field an hour before lock at NBA and then comparing it to what it looks like at, at 1130 at night. Like, dude, right. by the time that's happened, like, dude, like LeBron's out and this guy's in and this starting lineup changed and this guy DNP'd. I mean, like, yeah. like good luck. When, good luck back when I've been running it for NBA um, and it was not as good as what I have built for MLB, but when I was running the, the version that I've had it, that I had for it for NBA, um, I was not creating tens of millions of lineups. I was just creating like 5 million lineups to seed with because you don't need as large of a seed pool because the, the players like the, the ownerships are more condensed and the players that matter are, are it's a smaller portion of the field. Like baseball, you have a lot that you have to deal with. You have a, a much larger player pool to deal with than NBA where you can just kind of, you can ignore right, the, the guy that's going to play that's projected for four minutes of the bank. So like it was taking me, I think it was like a four minute sim process for NBA. But that even still, like in the time that it takes to rerun line to rerun projections, uh, and then try to rerun the Sims as a content creator, I could not do it. It, it would be like if you had a lock and somebody Jimmy Butler's ruled out seven minutes before lock, you're just screwed. Um, NBA is the worst DFS sport, by the way. If people have not tuned in, I hate NBA DFS. <laughs> Um, but pretty much every other sport, the only other sport that I think this would not really be that fruitful with would be PGA and, um, PGA, I think would be the easiest to set up, but be the, le- the least fruitful to run because why, of, why would, why, of, why would that be? Because projections kind of, from everybody that I have listened to that does high level simulations of PGA, they have basically said, uh, that it's. We're just no. throwing shit at the wall. That well, I mean, the, the the fact that 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 ownership correlates so highly to fantasy points that well, the, the field is mostly efficient to, to fantasy points, and then also you have these instances where if you don't like, you can be playing really, really well, and none of it will matter because the outcomes, while they aren't necessarily event oriented the linear nature of them becomes random eventually. Like you can still have somebody, it, it's not like Joel Embiid, well, Joel Embiid sucks sometimes. Um, it's not like Giannis Antetokounmpo where you project him for like 60 fantasy points and he's pretty much within one standard deviation the entire season. Like the guy plays 32 to 34 minutes, he balls out. Sometimes he'll have like a 29 point stinker, but most of the time he's within one standard deviation golfers golfers can miss the cut man and, and like you're shot imagine imagine in nba if Giannis only had 25 fantasy points at half he didn't get to play the second half right that well i mean the point cool. that you're making is that golf golf projections are more bimodal while basketball projections are much more normal but the problem is that golf is normally distributed but has bimodal outcomes so it's really, it's really not normal. No, 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 no. Golf maybe normally distributed within those two humps. Yes, it's clearly true. And so, so when you simulate outcomes, you like that. Oh, you get okay. Now I get it. You get like it's it becomes it becomes binary, right? You like, not you, linear. You're, just got like you almost like, have to project it like MMA, but MMA is an event based sport. Proje- simulating PGA while the setup is very easy and people look at it and they're just like, oh, no correlation. And everybody just plays by themselves. And it's 
it's linear within its its ranges. And it's like, yeah, but you try to project it and the outcomes do not the binary outcomes do not match the nature of the distribution. And that's why when you try to simulate it out, so many smart people who try to sim out PGA are just like, good luck over the course of ever. Cause if you don't sun run, you're shot. Um, which I guess you can say about all of DFS, but like for PGA, you would think it would be a lot easier to, to sim things out. And it's just not, it, it's, it, it's is it, easier. is it easier, James, how, how, regardless of that, how much easier it is to, is to recreate the field. That, that would be easier. I think, I think that would be easier because, because of no, uh, because of no correlation and because of no stacking and because what, Ownership projections are pretty good for PGA now. There's only so many combinations that you can make with guys who are going to be really highly owned. Like, and most people, there's I, going like, to be more. most of the field spends most of the salary. You know, right? You can, you, yeah, you yeah. And, and you can you can kind of find the guys who are cheap and going to be higher owned. Like, while there is more random variation in the um, in like the the cut of it, it's. I think that it would be easier to create the field of it. And Nelson just said, week-long golf is not normally distributed. It's, um, showdown is pretty close. I don't think that I was explaining what I was trying to say correctly. Nelson can speak to this because he's one of the smart people that I was talking about of, like, why it is so difficult. Well, it's to- not, it can't be normally distributed when you have a cut, when, 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 when you have the, you have so many outcomes that involve you not playing the second two, the last I was, two rounds. I was trying so. to speak more to the binary outcomes of it. Like, right. and, and the way when you, because if you project it out, like I, I'm, I'm tripping over myself here, but that binary outcome is the reason why it's so difficult. And it's not a binary outcome that works like MMA, um, where like, MMA has so many events within it that affect the end outcome. So it's binary with like more ups and downs. I, I'm I'm having an issue describing it, but it's one of the reasons why I've had so much time doing this for PGA. I'm sure that Nelson can explain it a little bit better than I can because he's done this a lot. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm replacing him on the theory of DFS. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have, him, I'll have him do the courses. He, he can do it for PGA. He's of really course good at he that. Can. Right. Of course he can. Go to cut sweats, right? It's so good. He's, he's put together such good product. No, the, 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 no, the most entertaining thing in golf. I mean, I don't, I don't play PGA DFS anymore, but mm-hmm. apparently, the most of uh, uh, entertaining thing in golf is is watching the broadcast and have and and have the the broadcasters not know what the cut is. Yeah, it's or it's not know so they like- don't realize that based on whatever the outcomes are that mm-hmm. the cut is most likely going to be minus four, and they all think it's minus five. It's right, so bad. Or they all think it's minus three. Like some, it's something like that. Oh, if he meant like, it seems like that's that's what people complain about. On, on it's mind. it's the, it's like baseball where nobody has any idea of like it, the the broadcasters are so bad at understanding stats and variables and like probabilities they don't even try. PGA, imagine that it's like that, but they are like paid not to care. Like they they literally could. They make money by talking about how bad they are at predicting the cut. Uh, Nelson uh, said just a lot of variance in DFS in the field is pretty good. That's fair. In golf, that's right. In I, golf, in PGA. I, yeah. I, I I think that golf for the cut is what makes it so hard for me to simulate it. Um, and yeah, the the variance is just really really high 
and it's just it's so hard to do you would think that it would be easier but it's it's hard it's you know another thing that impacts uh recreating the field is and and on like roi based contest level simulations is duplication yeah like like for the one like i in the 121 on a small slate on a three four game mlb slate they will be dupe lineups yes right and the and the obviously obviously that that crushes you right uh but like in, in what way because that combinatorically it's not just a full lineup it's also how many people have this stack with that pitcher with this one off versus other lineups i mean look at look at mma like if you tried to recreate if i tried to recreate this past week's field of 11 fights which is a small card like the difference between a lineup that is duplicated four times and duplicated seven times is is big enough that in a simulation running like that is going to matter heavily. A, yeah. a lineup that's unique versus just duped once is going to change a ton of things. So like it's the, the fact that we have a tool at theoryofdfs.com that you could download as part of the advanced course to predict duplication, right? Mostly used in showdown, MMA, yeah. small options, small format type of stuff. And that that has a margin of error based on salary, based on, you know, based on what people are more likely to do, right? The difference between, I mean, me, I aim in MMA under fives. Like, I don't aim for uniques because typically, especially on small cards, Unique lineups have very low win probabilities because the fact that you're the only one that played it, that that's actually not a good sign. Like you almost you almost would rather have it so that it's a good enough lineup that at least two or three other people played it also. Mm-hmm. And you don't mind splitting, you know, four ways, three ways, two ways, stuff like that. Uh, I'd much rather, if I had 50 lineups, I'd much rather have 50 under fives than... 30 uniques, 40 mm-hmm. uniques that have very low win probability and like 10 that would like dupe twice or something. Mm-hmm. I think I think that the expected value of your portfolio with just having everything be under five is going to be higher in ge- on average. Are there individual lineups that stand out that could be that? Yes, there are. But I think on average. But how do you how do you deal with recreating on like, dude, I literally in lineup HQ can't make duplicated lineups. Like I can't, I would, I would have to, I would have to copy them twice in Excel. Like it, you can't tell lineup HQ. I would like to have 300 lineups for this contest, but make 20 of them look the same. Like <laughs> it doesn't, it, doesn't it, it won't even, it, it'll show that all, even if you uploaded 20 lineups that all look the same, it would show under the, the lineups tab or the late swap tab as just one lineup. Yep. So I, that's one of the beauties of the seed creation of creating the seed pool is that I do end up getting some duplications on, um, slates where the pricing is really good uh a couple days ago i think it was um the first san diego and so, well, hold on hold on so uh, based on 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 your your vectorized whatever you're you're using like photon torpedoes or something you to do yeah. it it will it will draw duplicate lineups there can be there can be duplicates yep there oh so, so oh okay so so what you're you're in the seed set of lineups, you don't have duplicates, but every time one lineup is pulled, it's not removed from the set, which right. means it can be chosen twice. Right. Okay. Yeah. But so there, now, there now, now that makes a lot that makes a lot more sense to me. That you're not recreating 
like in the seed lineups that multiple of each is just you're making it so that that you're getting you're getting a combination not a permutation of one right exactly yeah i'm not trying to create permutations because that would be impossible well, i don't um, think it'd be useful what would be the use of it if we don't care about permutations right well i, I mean it, it wouldn't be useful and it wouldn't be possible for what we're trying to do like the permutations of a, of a 13 game mlb slate are in the quadrillions or whatever right like, right yeah i mean we'd yeah it would be ridiculous um so yeah i i am allowing it to pull in duplications um and the reason for that is specifically because on a smaller slate like when i was simulating out the sandy the first san diego and course slate, fernando tatis jr was 60 percent owned and gary sanchez was 50 percent owned there were two pitchers that were like 60 percent owned or something like it, it was really really high owned stuff so what i actually ended up having was i ran the rg optimal uh, I had those five lineups in there and the top optimal actually ended up winning the contest and splitting it like four out of the five times that it won the contest mm. out of 5,000 times. And it's like, that's no longer a plus EV lineup. You, it duped so many times out of the times that it actually did win that it ended up, ended up being a negative EV lineup. So that kind of stuff does need to be considered and you can't do that when you're creating out lineups yourself, unless, unless you are creating different sets of lineups and then, and then combining those sets of lineups and allowing there to be duplications in those sets. Like if you ran 150 Paxton with Boston lineups and then 150 Paxton with Colorado lineups, and then you like held in some of the ones that are Paxton, Colorado, Boston, and you allowed those to be duped, that would be fine. Um, but you're probably not going to end up with that many of those things. And especially if you don't do sets, you can't end up with duplications. And that's an important thing for showdown and MMA. You, you need to be able to, you need to be reticent of those things. If you're expected. You need to, you need to be able to, to do sets. sets. Yeah. You need to be able to do sets. Yeah. Or sex. Have sets. You have sex. That that's the key to winning. Yeah. Have sets. Right. <laughs> so for most DFS players, you're, 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 you're out of luck. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. the, Hey, that's 25% of the field, James. <laughs> right? 25% of the field. Have you, seen, have you seen some of these people? 25% of the field aren't having sets. Not having sets. They don't make sets. Right? That's, That's the funny. key. So, yeah, there's, there's and, a and lot you, of you do that. You do that, James. If you want, you find, you find, you get your significant other or you find someone or whatever. And then, then you also have to account for late swap. So maybe you have to do it multiple times. Yeah, you might have to do it multiple times. And like preparing for late swap means you might need to have some post lock, uh, some post lock activities that prepare you for the worst case scenario of having sets with a partner. Because <laughs> you don't want to have sets with a partner and then have something that's connected between you two for 18 years. So you need to have those post lock activities to make sure that you can you can manage that kind of stuff. You need, to, you need to have error protection, you mean. <laughs> error protection. <laughs> right? You need, you need error, error correction. Errors can bleed your bankroll for 20 years, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you, James, you're going to learn that. I already am. I already right, you already am. am, right. Right, I'm, I'm me. I'm, me. I'm, I'm living the plus EV life. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's the net life for sure. I agree with that. Yeah, but, but the, the, weird, the weird thing is, though, that our dog has health insurance. <laughs> we have to we're, take we're, we're one of the only people that we don't yeah we don't have kids but i have to pay 30 bucks a month for for dog health insurance 
Yeah, and probably good dog food, I'd imagine. Well, it, it, I guess so. I mean, my wife spends money on all that. I have no idea. That's fair. We had to take Kershaw. He'll, to he'll be dead soon. So who cares? So it'll, he'll be dead anyway. Kershaw. We'll get he, another uh, dog probably. So it doesn't matter. He was outside and he got something stuck in his eye and Margaret panicked about it because she thought that he had some eye issues and an eye infection. So he had to go to the vet. It was $200 for, for them to tell us, yeah, he's healthy. It's like, cool, great, awesome. That's why, that's why you get the health. That's why we pay $30 a month or something like that. And we could, we could go to the vet anytime. Yeah. And we get we get some discount or whatever, but like the actual vet visits are cost nothing. So for yeah. whatever reason, a lot of the dog it doesn't sound right. Like my wife could just go five, she's five minutes away and go take a look at her. I mean, like that's that's that's, pretty nice. that's the peace of mind of like yeah. you don't have to worry about that type of stuff. But then it's like, oh, your dog has pancreatic, whatever the hell, it's gonna cost you seventeen thousand. I mean, it's we'll give you a thirty percent discount, but it's like okay, at that point, yeah, yeah. So Right, Travis Duarte is like five hundred dollars every time they go. Right, like that's that's why I'd rather pay three or four hundred dollars a year to not have to worry about. Yeah, we had to take Meredith to that once because she ate some a part of a plastic bag and she had to have like her stomach pumped. That was five hundred, six hundred bucks to go take care of that. And then uh, Kershaw, he had uh, anxiety issues for a little while there, and we had to take him in because he would have like little kitty kitty seizures basically. We took him in once because he was having a little kitty seizure. And it was an emergency pet visit, so it was 250 bucks up front. And then he was there for two hours, basically just panicking. And then uh, they didn't do anything. They gave him some little kitty antibiotics, and it was another 300 bucks and 550 bucks for them to be like, yeah, we just had to give him a shot. He's fine. Okay, cool. That's great. I'm really happy about that. But, yeah, the peace of mind, I should get pet insurance. That's a good idea. Right. Or what, I mean, it's through it's through the vet. I mean, like, we, we go through a pet hospital. Yeah, has it's part of pet go or whatever. I don't know. It's probably a scam. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> See, this is how we get engagement on these videos, right? We yeah. go through all the nerdy stuff, all the mathematical stuff, the vectorized photon torpedoes, yep. right? Those types of things. We talk about recreating lineups, and and then we get to you know, well, really, all you need is to have sex and take care of your pets. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. It's I mean, I think that. Happen. I mean, I think that the. The correlation between those that have sex and take care of their pets and DFS success is, is quite high. I will say some of the best DFS players have some good pets. Good pets like, or good sex? Probably both, right? I mean, do, I don't do, know have, do, do, have, do, do you have tape? Do you have the, do you, do you have the films? There's, there's a certain other site that talks a lot about having sets. And, uh, you know, I, mean, they, they, I, would, I wouldn't want to watch me have sex. I, uh, neither would I, I right. think about that. Oh, like, what, so what are we doing? I did. There's, there's something about like, you know, I time for another, it, that's, that's different. Stuff. Different stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we got off the rails at the, at the end of the show. <laughs> a, little, a little off the rails there. Uh, anyway, simulating contest. Uh, let's, let's just end with, it is, it is not as easy as just recreating the field with optimized lineups. Optimized lineups don't do a good enough job. They're, it's a much, much, much more difficult concept than than just saying, I'm just going to go in and try to read. Here's 2,000 lineups that I ran that I'm thinking are recreating the field. It's like, that's not accurate. Um, yeah, but the thing cool. is, that I, don't, I don't necessarily think it hurts. No, no, no. And, and like, this, more, like, worst case scenario... Like your simulations would mean nothing, 
but your lineups are still probably fine. They're probably no better than they were before. But this like is the- this is the other concept of this. I think that there's plenty of use to it. We built a tool to do it in the theory of DFS. It's good to see the probabilities of your lineups up against each other. But let's call it what it is. It's not contest simulation. It is simulating your portfolio. And there's a drastic difference between the two. It's good to understand your portfolio. It's good to understand the different pieces and lineups and players that are affecting your lineup in plus EV ways, right? Like those are good things to know, but it's not simulating a contest. And I, I think that that's a really important point to make because it's that is such a, a complex concept and such a difficult process to work through that I don't want people thinking that it is something that is just at their fingertips because it's not. Well, James, if people want to check out your stuff mm-hmm. over at paydirtdfs.com as well as on Twitter, paydirt underscore DFS, right? Yeah. And you'll, 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 and you'll answer questions about the stuff that you do. I mean, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty open. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I always try to be really transparent with everything that I do. Um, up to a point, there's some things that I can't disclose, but up to a point, I always have to talk to things. Right. You can't disclose basically sex and pets. Well, we just discussed a lot of that, but the for, the photon okay, you're as open the photon as possible. Torpedoes. Right. Okay. The photon torpedoes are what I can't talk about. Okay, you can't talk about them. Okay. Yeah. And as always, you can follow me at Twitter at Blender HD. We got uh, we got tons of content today. We got the baseball slate. We got this PGA this week. There's MMA stuff going on. There's there's stuff there's stuff happening. We got prize picks, underdog, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, everything. Go. Click that subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live anytime. Send in your questions, right? If you have any questions about DFS strategy, any anything about Microsoft Excel, how to run, how to read projections, how to, how to use tools like Lineup HQ, just send them in questions at theoryofdfs.com. I cover them every day here, right? I'm here with the chat, right? Most 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 people in the chat are are cool, good people. That have that have sex and take care of their pets, uh, but uh, love for you to join me again as I answer your questions as usual, Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern, on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com. <laughs>